everybody. Welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Joined by Chris Calicut, and today we're going to talk about SmackDown Live for August 1st, 2017. Chris, how's it going, man? Doing well, Glenn. Hope you are, my friend. Uh, big wow. show last night, so uh, lots to talk about. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So uh, last night opened up with uh, Kevin Owens and AJ Styles. That old angle, their rematch for the U.S. title, looks like that's going to be going until SummerSlam, but uh, the twist is Shane McMahon as the ref. People expected it to be KO versus Shane at SummerSlam, and uh, now we're getting this instead. Does this reinvigorate your love for this feud, Chris? Well, uh, all right, so we knew Shane was going to be involved somehow, right? Let me first say that SmackDown started off with a match um, not a 15-minute promo segment, yeah. and a title match at that. Mm-hmm. So they, they started hot. I love that. Absolutely love that. Um, and and it, it's a match that some people are, are starting to get tired of for whatever reason. I'm not one of those guys. I could watch these two <laughs> wrestle all freaking day, yeah. every day. And that's fine because they're two of the best workers in the company. Um, and, and I think everybody knows that. And I think people have been soured more on the finishes of the matches not necessarily the matches themselves. Um, and, and, and that's sort of my thing is if you do the ref bump once, cool. They did the ref bump again tonight. I thought it was actually pretty nice storytelling to make this a callback um, and bring Shane McMahon into it. I thought Kyoto pulled off his job a lot better than, um, than, than the ref the other, other night. Um, so I was, I was pretty happy about this result. Um, all things considered, and uh, like I said, I could watch these two go all day. You know, I think that should be a YouTube series, literally where you cut together all the matches in the feud, and someone sits there all day watching the two guys <laughs> that they say that. Because I would love to actually see that, like hour seven. If someone's like, you know, and you can't get up and do anything, you don't get access to your phone. You literally have to sit there. Now you know you, got, you don't. You can't even go get like a energy drink. Nothing. No. You get a Slim Jim and a Mountain Dew, and that's it. Okay. That's hey, that's like the typical photographical wrestling fan, or at least that's how society <laughs> sees it, right? I don't know why that's the first thing that popped into my head, but <laughs> yes, the Slim Jim about and do personal and, experience, maybe? No, uh, you know, I I haven't had meat in god 21 years, oh, god, well, more than 22 years at this point, so yeah, I don't even remember what a Slim Jim tastes like. Mm. Um, that might not even be real meat, we, we never know, yeah, that's true, that's true, it could be all soy uh crazy man so yeah i thought it was good last night i just i think they got to keep it interesting i want to see shane get involved in this at SummerSlam. i want this to go somewhere you know i can't believe and i'm not sure if our audience is aware of this SummerSlam. we got two more smackdowns and then boom SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. it's here felt like it was so far off yeah uh and what did you think of uh ko's tirade backstage and them actually acknowledging that mike kyoto made a mistake yeah um thought that was interesting i mean kevin Kale was angry last mm-hmm. night. I mean, that was loud. It's good to see him animated. I think that's why I was shocked that they took it that far with him and Shane to not make it him and Shane. So I wonder if that's going to, if him and Shane are going to be at uh, whatever the next SmackDown pay-per-view is after SummerSlam. Cause I think, oh, there, you know, there will be some sort of physical confrontation in the match itself. One would think, um, you know, that would get a big pop from the crowd. If Shane was to, do something to, to KO, but do, do refs do big jumps off stuff? Uh, when, when you're Shane McMahon, probably, um, <laughs> or at least use a chair, or something. I mean, you know, he's going to get involved in the results somehow because he's the rules maker. So, yeah. I mean, uh, he has the leniency to do that and 
screw Kevin even even more than he already has essentially. So uh, I think it's a, a really good uh, story that has potential for for a big moment um, in, in the pay per view. Uh, I like seeing Daniel Bryan last night in mm -hmm. almost a cameo appearance on the show. No, no uh, more, uh, no smacking talk. No smacking talk on tout. All those tout users completely disappointed last night. You can, you, think, uh, you can erase those now. Do you think Daniel Bryan lost his uh, will to do that? Or do you think corporate was like, yeah, one time was cute, buddy, but you're not doing this every week. Oh, it's gotta be the office. I mean, I, I think he and Renee would do that every week if they let him, because it, it yeah. seems like that they enjoy working with each other. The dynamic that they had on talking smack and smacking talk. Uh, you know, I, I think they, thoroughly enjoy working with each other. So I think it was definitely the office saying, Oh, you know, that nice attempt. That's cute. But adios. Yeah. Um, so new day last night, not there or, or lack thereof. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I was for a second. I thought that was, I thought maybe Kofi was doing it. Uh, but they when the me. came out, yeah, that was a swerve, um, man. I knew it wasn't biggie. I, I did deduce that. Uh, I thought maybe Xavier, maybe Kofi, but no, no. It was uh, the Usos with a remixed theme of their own. So they're rapping in their yeah. own in their own theme, which I thought was a nice twist on, on their theme. Uh, and they came out and did their whole little diss track thing. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, I thought they did it very well. These guys are on, on fire right now. Yeah, I thought it was a little, hmm. Okay, so the rap part, I'm all in favor of. You know, Samoan rap, it's very Booyah Tribe. It's a reference before your time, Chris. These mm -hmm. huge Samoan dudes, like you know, like in plaid out or not plaid in uh, what's the the pattern? You know, with the bandanas. Oh, I forgot what it is. Um, you know, out there rapping, they were hard. So yes, uh, shades of the Booyah tribe with uh, the Usos last night. But no, I thought um, I thought the theme song sounded great. Everyone's getting new themes this week. What do you think of Seth Rollins that they just oh god? Added, you you know down. what they should you know what they should do to that? Yeah. Uh, burn it down. <clears throat> but anyways <laughs> there was such a random thing like it was just could you just yell we have it on a t-shirt now could you just like, yell it in the, right, in the middle why not get the band that did the vocal yeah it was down straight right to to yeah. actually do lyrics in the entire song mm -hmm. because like cfos and, and they've made some good themes don't get me wrong like you yeah. know aj styles nakamura all those guys Bobby Roode, um, a lot of those are made by CFOs, but a lot of the regular sort of non-important themes, I guess you could say, um, are pretty much just loops of each other. Like Jim Johnston, Jim Johnston at least put a little bit of effort in most of his. A lot of his weren't super loopy, um, but yeah. the CFOs is like, oh, let's let's make something, and then uh, here's another 30 seconds of it for the next five minutes, you know, that kind of thing. If our other fans do this, uh, but you know, all the, all the themes, not only can you buy them on iTunes, but they're on Apple music as part of your subscription. They're on Spotify as part of your subscription. So, you know, I, I make playlists mm. sometimes like, okay, it's so what just want. <laughs> Don't get enough for wrestling folks for wrestling. Inc. <laughs> when it's like, I want to listen to some wrestling themes. Um, or sometimes I'll get something stuck in my head. So, you know, I was going on Twitter about the Canellis theme and that thing. I mean, it's like five minutes long, but it's just repeating the same minute. 15 mm -hmm. again and again and again so and i remember live god i think it was uh the raw after mania when aj styles got the number one contendership and so we go off the air but aj was going through the audience like mm -hmm. you know thanking everyone and stuff but man that thing 
I, I still just cannot listen to the AJ Styles theme because that was on loop for about a good 25 minutes as he walked his way through the arena. A lot of them are just go on forever and ever and ever. Here, here, here's a little minor thing about me. I don't normally download the WWE themes. His is the first one I've downloaded in years. Farmer years. Strength. Farmer Strength. There you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to when the new Usos theme goes online uh, with uh, the vocals on it because I want to listen to that more in depth. But I thought with the promo, I thought it was good. I think, though, yeah, I mean, not the top five of what they've done with the Usos penitentiary gimmick, but still solid, you know, and we'll see how they build that up for SummerSlam. Absolutely. Yep. Um, then the fashion files. Oh my God. <laughs> there is no mediocre show that they won't parody Glenn. We're yeah. running out of, we're running out of material. Actually, not really. But, Actually, uh, last night, this was better. I don't know if you've been watching the Twin Peaks revival on Showtime. Last night's Fashion no. House was better than the new Twin Peaks. Never, never really got into the Twin Peaks. So, like, I, I didn't get as many of the inside jokes that they did. That was I, I, did just, I knew just enough to, like, okay, these guys are freaking smart and they're hilarious. That was, uh, like, know, It's just the subtleties, man. Oh, yeah, no, on the Twin Peaks subreddit, people were talking about this last night. I mean, it's it was deep. They went deep with those references. How on earth? Okay, one, are they going to pay this off? You think before SummerSlam? And two, how on earth do you pay this off in a way that's satisfying with who this mystery tag team is? No, I don't think the payoffs going to be satisfying. Is it going to be funny? Yeah, probably. But is it going to be disappointing? Also, yes. Uh, because who do you have left? Right? I mean, like we we sort of guessed uh, Rowan and Harper. Maybe if they make a return, since they've both been off TV for a while. Um, but as much as they've sort of decimated tag teams and, and the WWE lately, there's, there's not a whole lot to choose from right now. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this leads to a singles feud. Maybe it's Fandango. Maybe it just leads back to Fandango and Breeze in a feud. I hope not. They, there, there's no way they should break those guys up. They're way too, way too hot right now. I almost think that one, WWE's in no rush, but I almost think that they're stalling this now because they're like, oh crap, we actually have to get a good payoff for this. Can we get crime time back? Can we get the headbangers? What can we do that's going to make like, this somehow satisfying? Do you honestly think that they thought this would get as over as it has? No, no. I mean, and exactly. I feel because so you've got two guys that, despite the gimmick, are two two of the better workers in the ring. Mm -hmm. um and put on matches that are better than they have any right to be given the gimmick that they've had now for over a year uh, as, a, as a tag team and i think that southpaw wrestling man i think southpaw wrestling someone in creative was like these guys as good as they're in the ring the real gift is comedy and mm -hmm. we need to give them a showcase for that and i think they started doing the fashion files um when did they start that it was in uh may I think it was the first. Yeah, time. Was it's, it's been running for a while now. Yeah, I think it was SmackDown in San Jose because I think I remember it was there when it was like new, and I was like, "Why are they parodying Law and Order?" So they've been doing this now for four months, mm -hmm. and it's going better than anyone ever thought it would. Oh, for sure. Um, and you, you know, you saw glimpses of both guys in NXT having that personality, and Fandango is Johnny Curtis with the, all the different weird gimmicks as he's been given over the years that, you know, he's pretty much played them up to the fullest extent. So it's not that the guys aren't talented. It was just they finally got given a chance, and they've knocked it out of the park, and I'm honestly uh, really happy for them. Yeah, 
I mean, and now they're selling more merch. I mean, they got more merch for them now. You mm-hmm. can't just get the Fashion Police shirt. You can get the Fashion Police button-down shirt that they've got there. You know, look, you know the WWE believes oh, in you man. when they give you a piece of merch that is not like a standard thing, like a T-shirt or a hoodie, you know, not something that they've got 20 other designs on. When they give you a custom thing that they had to order specifically for you, they believe in you. That's That could be very true, and uh, I'm happy to see it. Yeah. I don't know, yeah, have you ever done merch, Chris? I've, I've done it uh, both in my music days and at a job, but it's you got to source stuff, man. That is not a simple undertaking. No, no. Um, I've sort of done some merch in the past uh, with a couple of my other jobs as far as merchandising stores and um, yeah, I, I'm, and that kind of thing. So I, I've done some buying and selling and whatnot. So uh, it, it, you don't just buy blue button-down shirts all, you know, just for any old reason. <laughs> yeah, and you, but you, and it's not like a t-shirt because when you have one t-shirt and you're like, okay, this is a good cut, this mm-hmm. is a good style, it's a good thickness. Now let's print fifty different designs on it. You got to get samples, all the shirts. Which one do we like the best? Which is the most cost effective? They put in work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, that they've got that same t-shirt. You know that they actually. Uh, side note about WWE merch. I've noticed they seem to rotate between like three different styles of t-shirt, and and unfortunately, you never know which one you're gonna get. When you mm. buy it, I mean the same shirt. Whichever the one was style. cheapest uh, for purchase yeah. that month, I think. But you know what I mean. Sometimes there's the thin ones with the water basting. Sometimes you get the ones that feels like you've got a piece of plastic on your chest. Right. The, the print is so thick on it. Um, but yeah, blue button down uh, fashion police shirts, folks. They're in the WWE shop. Go check them out. Uh, this is as good a time as any to thank uh, sponsor of this episode, DDPY, Diamond Dallas Page, man. Diamond Dallas Page is coming to the UK. He's a WWE Hall of Famer now, which you know if you've listened to this podcast, and he's celebrating his Hall of Fame induction with the DDP UK Tour in September. This is an inspirational Q&A. How inspirational is it? He's going to have you so motivated, you're going to feel like you could run through a brick wall. It actually says that in the copy, folks. That That's literally how motivated. Wall. That is how motivated DDP is going to get you. So, he is coming to Glasgow, Manchester. Birmingham and London for an inspirational Q&A and conversation. If you saw his Hall of Fame speech, you know that you could tell some inspiring stories. You can also experience the DDP Yoga Workshop in Harrogate, Glasgow, Newcastle, Manchester, Birmingham, and London. Go to ddpuktour.com to re- reserve your spot. Find out all the details. It's going to be great, folks. You've heard us talk about it. These yoga seminars, you're going to get a chance to do DDP yoga. You're going to get to meet Diamond Dallas Page, have some interaction with him, get photos, get some stuff signed. Same thing after his Q&As and inspire, uh, inspirational conversations. Great time. DDP is one of the best guys in the business. He spends time with the fans. He talks to you, gets involved. How many people, Chris, you've heard the stories, people that do DDPY. They lose a lot of weight to turn their life around. Boom, next thing you know, or pardon me, it's just a bam, next thing you know. Ah, they're, getting nice. call, they're getting a call from DDP himself. Congratulations. Absolutely, him. man. Uh, and, and we've heard even Raj tell the stories. He's been to the workshops in the past, and, you know, he backs up everything you just said. He, he meets with everybody. He's just a great guy. I mean, if you watch the documentary with, you know, Jake Roberts, Scott Hall, um, it, it's it's – my wife is not a wrestling fan. She's casual at best, right? She watched that documentary with me and said oh my goodness you know who's this guy what did he do um and automatically wanted to know more so i mean uh, dallas is is such a great guy and, and helps guys in the business too absolutely man so speaking of ddp yoga get yourself the ddp yoga now app which is used by the likes of chris jericho aj styles mick foley and tons of other wwe superstars who love using ddp yoga and this app has everything you need including over 150 workouts live 
from the DDPY Performance Center. And endless healthy, great tasting cooking shows. Right now, you can get the app and the DVDs for 20% off. To take advantage of the summer sale, go to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. Use the promo code SUMMER17, that's SUMMER17, 20% off the DDP Yoga Now app and the DDPY DVDs. Check them out in the UK. Check out DDP Yoga. Love having them as a sponsor. Absolutely fantastic. I mean, not just product, but fantastic service that Diamond Dallas Page is doing. Not just for the wrestling community, but for the world, folks. Helping people turn their lives around, get in shape, get healthy, improve their flexibility with DDPY. Thank them for sponsoring the show. Now, on to the Glenn Rubenstein Invitational, Aiden (laughs) English versus Sami Zayn. It was okay. <laughs> now, did you uh, did you like that English picked up the win here to sort of follow and, and further the Canelli storyline with um, with Sammy? You know, I'm fine with English. Okay, first off, what was up with English's entrance? Did somebody say to him like, "Hey, man, the hype bros can't come out and do their match tonight, so you got to fill like three minutes extra with your intro"? You know, I mean, why? That was so long. And we talked about this. I don't know if you listened the other night. We were talking about this with Elias, right? About mm-hmm. how you get heat. And look, anyone can just go out there and just annoy the hell out of people or spout a bunch of expletives or just be bad and have the audience hate them. That is not right. hard. The challenge is how do you go out there and get heat in a way that's also entertaining and people appreciate your healness? Right, so, and and last night I, I appreciated what he did with the sh- 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 yeah, before his last note. Great. I mean, that was that was a great little nuance, um, and he's bringing those out a little bit more every week. Uh, and I think dropping, yeah, and he had plenty of time. Um, but Simon Gotch getting released may have been honestly the best thing to happen to English because he's he's uh, beaten Randy Orton technically, Ty Dillinger. And now uh, Sami Zayn in the span of about, what, six weeks or so? Yeah, good for his career. But I really think it's the same problem I have with Elias, man. Like, you're on, nat- you're on international TV. You're being given this time, was it, was it you know, the off-quoted thing, as Matt Morgan said, a million dollars a minute is the value of this. So you're going out there in front of the world, Chris. Mm-hmm. How much effort are you going to put into what you're doing? Your gimmick is that you sing. And you're, you know, like, so how much effort are you going to put into what you do, especially last night if this, hey, hey, man, you got three minutes. Make your intro. <laughs> Go out there, make uh, your entrance. Show the world yeah. who you are. Now, let's play Name Those Tights. Did you recognize um, <laughs> the um, art piece on, on Aiden English last night? Because I could not figure it out. Uh, I think it was called Cleaning Off Brushes. Mm. You know? Okay. Uh, yeah, it's so, yeah, uh, that's the reason I go to our resident expert, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> or, oops, I spilled some paint. <laughs> um, so I thought the match itself was fine. Um, they're building up Sammy versus, I mean, is having to make the pre show Sammy versus Mike Canellis at SummerSlam? We already got like 12 expected matches. Oh, yeah, it's loaded already, and they've still got two more weeks. I mean, they we'll get to this in a minute, but they just put it, oh, hey, let's put this together, um, w- with another match here in a moment, but. Uh, but no, it's it, this is pre-show at best, if it, even if it makes the card. <laughs> Sorry, in our chat room, Timothy Smith. I just don't care about any of this. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, it was okay. I mean, good for English. Look, what are they doing with English? So this is going to give him some give him some momentum going into his next pre-show match with uh, his kickoff. Yeah, no kidding. Ty Dillinger. I mean, 
and, <laughs> and, and, and so the kid yeah. was like, Mike and Maria, you have one line out there last night and Maria's line reading about loving that he lost that, that like the timing on that was even off. It was like, you get to come out there and deliver like the punchline. It was just like, mm -hmm. mm. and there was nothing behind it. I mean, yeah. it fits the character. I get why they did it, but moving on seriously this time, <laughs> you know, I like that theme song. That theme song is growing on me in an anti, like, this is so terrible, but I can't get it out of my head sort of way. Mm. Uh, Sammy deserves better. Aiden has potential to deserve better. Um, okay, tag team time for the women's division. Natalia and Carmella versus Naomi and Becky Lynch. What would you think? Here's uh, my my it's expert recap. It was fine. Yeah, uh, because I mean, this this really didn't do anything to further the um, Tamina Lana thing. Uh, you know, since they weren't on television tonight, I think they had one of those um, backstage exclusives after the show or something of that nature. Uh, but uh, they were not on the show, and this just sort of highlighted the the girls in the match, and it was not bad by any means. The wrestling was fine. Oh, that's a lot, I like Naomi yeah, with the sliding slap. Even with Carmella not selling it properly, mm -hmm. that was still a great move. And then what? Carmella tagged herself in, correct? Um, uh, something like that. Uh, so, I mean, it built some heat there between Natty and Carmella with, you know, the potential cash-in, and she's the number one contender. Uh, I mean, there was some, some nice nuanced storytelling in this if you look deep into it. But right now, if you just have a women's tag match, a lot of people just tune out. Um, and, and it's a shame that they really didn't, I guess, come out and say that the whole Becky Lynch, Chris Cyborg thing, um, they didn't really come out and say anything of, of that nature. So I don't guess that's happening. Um, yeah, so on or, social media, do you think they went rogue and how they've been playing up like there's going to be something between them? Well, you know, the four horsewomen of MMA and the ones of WWE kind of had a little face-off um, at the May Young Classic. Yeah. When's that, um, when's that air? When's that start airing? August 28th, I believe. Ah, so maybe not SummerSlam. Maybe so it, it might kick off something right after, or they might, you know, have a little confrontation at SummerSlam to promote the Mae Young Classic or something like that. Um, so, I mean, there, there's different there's different ways that you could pull that off for sure, but uh, just this was a good time filler tag match. It, it got some things accomplished, but, you know, nothing special. Did you uh... – Side note, are you on the, the WWE Fan Council? Do you get those surveys? I do not. So uh, apparently in the last survey, they asked a lot of questions about, have you watched GLOW? What did you think of GLOW? How good do you think GLOW was? So I'm wondering if the WWE is thinking about doing something there, maybe. Yeah, I, uh, I think... Back for a one-off. Right. Uh, and I think on that same uh, survey they had... Who would you like? You know, basically a list of indie wrestlers again. Um, and who would you like to see in WWE? Or oh, I can't I remember how they Matt, phrased it. I wrote in Matt Morgan and uh, Dalton Castle, so we're not checkboxes. That's, the, that's quite the dynamic duo. That, that should be a had. tag team. Could you imagine that? Oh dear God! If you think Matt has a low tolerance for me, I want Matt Morgan <laughs> and Dalton Castle together in a tag team. That would be fan freaking tastic. Matt could hold Dalton's boys on his arms like this. <laughs> I mean, literally, he could bring them into the ring. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, people actually know I'm not on the fan council. Someone posted the uh, uh -huh. sure you're not. survey. Right. <laughs> and if I were, I couldn't confirm it. 
there's like a oh, hundred thousand people on that thing because those things leak out they have been for years oh yeah every survey someone's screenshotting and you know posting on twitter um so yeah the tag thing look Naomi and Becky Lynch won. I think Carmel is going to cash in at SummerSlam or else that Natalia and Naomi match is going to be on the pre-show. Uh, yep. And it's no disrespect to either of them. It's just the SummerSlam is ridiculously stacked with matches. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll talk about what's going on with the Raw brand after we get done recapping this. Um, so Jinder backstage talking about he's going to be in his skybox. Then we had Rusev versus Chad Gable. What a bonus. Yeah, I mean, it's just really, really good. Dude, Gable did, like, holding float-over belly-to-belly suplexes on a 260-pound guy. And that that, uh, moonsault? With ease. And the insult. Oh, my God. Thing of beauty. Now, and the ankle lock. Like, there was so much storytelling in this match. Like, ooh, your dad's Kurt Angle here. I'm going to do all of his moves. I mean, this was just, he, he was pretty much using Angle's moveset minus the Angle Slam. And why the Angle Slam is not Jason Jordan's finish at this point, I have no freaking clue. That's beside the point. Uh, but, no, this shows you how good that Gable really is. Um, he doesn't really need to talk. He came down there with a purpose. He wrestled his way to being over. Um, and, and he looked amazing. Rusev made him look amazing. Um, and, and in the process, Rusev looked really good. Um, toward the end, too. I mean, they both got their stuff in. Uh, this was a treat to watch. The only complaint I have is that this was used to springboard Rusev versus Randy Orton at SummerSlam, a match that nobody was asking for. Nope. And I think we'll, not a soul. This will be solid at best, but given everything else at SummerSlam, it will be overshadowed. That's my it's favorite. a, a seven-minute card filler to get those two guys a check on a big pay-per-view. Uh, I really don't think it's going to be over 10 minutes. Uh, it, it almost can't be, uh, unless Rusev comes out in a freaking tank again. That's, uh, that's about all we can do. But uh, I, I don't see that happening in- indoors in the Barclays Center. So, Yeah. Gable, man, they got to give him something. They got to they gotta go someplace with this kid. I mean, in fact, I feel like with Jason Jordan, Jason Jordan is a is a really good wrestler, but being paired with Chad Gable completely upstaged him, completely overshadowed how good Jason Jordan can be. So now that they're separate, it's time for them both to shine, you know? Yep. Um, and we got a couple of guys in, in the chat saying Team Jordan versus Team Gable at like a future event or maybe Survivor Series or something like that. Um, yeah, you know, that could be something if they really wanted to go there, but they got to build a, them up to bring that's them back. a right. I mean, that, that's a cross branded uh thing if you have to do that. So, I mean, Survivor Series, that is that a cross branded thing? Yeah, There's, okay. So, I mean, technically, it could happen. So, could. uh, what would you think of uh Jason Jordan's theme Monday? <laughs> so, we were talking about this with Matt about. When you're in the WWE, how soon do you know your theme? And I think it was Dean Ambrose said he never even heard his theme until he walked out there and they just nice. started playing it. Uh, but Matt was saying that the Matt Morgan's original theme music was used as like a stock music track previously on an ECW DVD that mm-hmm. WWE put out. So I, th- I feel like you get one of two things. Either the CFO reaches into their bag of, of premium tracks for you or stuff they're working on or they write something for you mm-hmm. custom or you get something from the jim johnston reject pile 
that's create a wrestler music from right. WWE 2K15. Um, and with Jordan, I, f- I feel like it's the latter. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, good on Angle for or on Gable for getting to keep the American Alpha theme. The American Alpha theme is tight. It's kind of it's kind of nice. Uh, but yeah, I guess he he won that in the, in the divorce. Um, yeah. So I was glad to see um, it was still held on to because uh, it's a good little theme. Yeah, very similar to Apollo Cruises, just in sort of feel. You know, mm-hmm. like they just came up with a good loop, but it is exactly what it needs to be. So with with uh, Jordan, yeah, I hope they give him something a little better going forward. But it's it's tough to top that though. American Alpha for an instrumental theme in that style, I mean, that's that's as good as it can be. Um, but yeah, so Rusev last night, he looks and Rusev looks great by the way. I'm glad they're giving him something. Randy Orton though is. Um, who did he tick off though? Because he he like th- this is the legends. He's he's getting killed by the legends. Not to you know get on Orton's former gimmick, but um, you know come back, get beat clean by Cena. Come back, probably get beat clean by Orton. Um, it, it like did the Nashville Predators hockey team really <laughs> get him that much heat? Like did the Stanley Cup playoffs just? Okay, Russo, if you're not going to be back this week, fine. You're going to be fed to the two guys that really don't ever need a win, but they're going to beat you anyway. No, Rusev got – or Jinder uh, uh, got Rusev's spot, I think is what happened. They just traded feuds, really, uh, oh, if yeah. you think. No, absolutely. And so it's like – hey, And it's Randy, the same exact feud, really. Kind of. Rusev doesn't seem to care about America's intolerance. <laughs> Yeah, not, not kinda... much intolerance. He's not a social warrior by any means. He just doesn't like them. Is Jinder really a social warrior? <laughs> it's it, tonight's promo almost. Yeah, felt like it. How's it, that going to work against Nakamura? Uh, yeah, people that, don't like me because you don't value diversity. They like, have to go to another card to play. You don't like that me because I don't speak good English. Well, compared to this guy, well, you know, yeah. let me tell you. Um, yeah. It's going to be interesting. I don't know how they're going to tell that story. So that's a good segue into the main event. Nakamura beat John Cena. They swerved us, folks. Everyone thought, oh, Cena's going to win this. Nakamura's going to get his first big loss. It's going to set up Cena versus Jinder at SummerSlam. Cena might put Jinder over. You know, them Wrestling Inc. had the exclusive the other night because Cena's going to Raw. It all made sense, right? But nope. Uh, Nakamura beat John Cena last I dropped him on his neck. Mm, yeah, that was, uh, that was tough to watch. Painful bump. Aside from that, great match, especially considering every, by everyone's account, this was completely on the fly. Both Nakamura and Cena are guys that can call it as they go. And for that, pretty darn good. Um, coming out of this, yeah, Nakamura versus Jinder Mahal for the Universal, or not the Universal, for the World Heavyweight Championship, the OG WWE Championship mm-hmm. at SummerSlam, and now speculation because on www.wwe.com and the YouTube, Baron Corbin came out and beat both Cena and Nakamura down. That's going to be Cena versus Baron Corbin. Yep, and then Cena miraculously recovered. He's never done that before, by the way. Um, And um, A.A. Corbin threw the announce table. So did not know if you knew that wrinkle or not. But, yeah, they they basically – I don't know if they went long with the regular show, but they showed that on the intro feed to 205 Live. Mm. Um, That's that's where I saw that. So – but, but the match itself here, yes, it was a dream match. It didn't get started until like 9.46 or something like that. So it wasn't going to be a 30-minute classic. I didn't really expect it to be. But for the 10 minutes that they got, I thought they did pretty well. Um, I, I still think they have some some tricks left in, in the old bag there uh, for a future encounter if, if the need arises. 
But my biggest thing is they made Nakamura by pretty much no selling two AAs. Yeah. Like literally no selling the second AA um, and, you know, pretty much dropped him on his, on his noggin. And then, you know, the Kinshasa made uh, the one, two, three. And I don't know if you noticed this or, or not, Glenn, after the match, when they were sort of interacting, going for the respect spot, um, Nakamura said, I'm sorry. Yeah. And, uh, and Cena said, oh, don't, be so, don't be sorry, buddy. No worries. No problem. Yeah. I thought that was a, a nice touch, but, um, Cena put him over hard. Um, it was a good match. It, it, it didn't really feel like an official passing of the torch at all, but it, they wanted to officially make Nakamura. Um, and, and this gives Cena a direction to go to Corbin, which is not a match that I would really love to see, honestly. But again, Cena's record at SummerSlam is awful. If you go back and look at history, uh, he's, I'm pretty sure he has a losing record at SummerSlam. So I wouldn't be surprised of him losing to Corbin to, to put over another young talent. Yeah. And for those who say, Cena never puts anybody over. Hush. Stop it. Stop it. Um, uh, Nakamura looked great last night. Cena did a very good job. Corbin, I mean, just... You think he's got, okay? You think he's going to get the title when he cashes in, or do you think he's going to be one of the rare ones to to lose? No, he'll get it. Um, and, and this by putting him in a match with Cena, it makes it less likely, I think, maybe for him to cash in at SummerSlam. It's looking more like the the women's title might be the one that that is uh, ahead in, in the ranking of, of being cashed in. But uh, I, I, one of them, I think, has to be cashed in that night. I'm just not sure which at this point. By the way, that. They've kind of shuffled the deck a little bit after last night. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how they build it. Man, I wish we had talking smack still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're just as entertaining, right? Right. Well, no. Because I think with, with especially Cena versus Corbin, since there's been no buildup to that whatsoever, mm-hmm. I mean, they're just going to do the stock thing. Cena's going to come out, confront Corbin in the ring. Cena's going to do that thing where he goes between, you know, half talking like Mark Wahlberg, half talking like Colonel Sanders, uh, oh, wow. you know, <laughs> Foghorn Leghorn, you know, uh, and get, you know, somehow he's Southern, but street folks. I don't know how that works. Um, and he's going to get in Corbin's face, talk to him about respect, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it yeah, uh, would, be, would be beneficial to move this. Uh, and, and it's weird because if they go with this same dynamic of, Corbin's saying that I'm here all the time. I'm here at all the house shows. I'm going to work every night. And it almost seems like it's so much reverse psychology with that style of feud because it makes Cena seem like a jerk and, and Corbin to seem like the baby face because, Oh, I am here working every night. I'm earning my paycheck, this, that, and the other. Um, It's just a weird dynamic that, that they go with there. And it, um, and as we found out with like the fatal four way on the raw side, and there really is no true, you know, clean cut baby face and dastardly heel anymore. There's just a lot of gray area and blurred lines. Yeah. But with Corbin though, he's not, he's not quite cool. Mm-hmm. He's not likable. Oh, he's just as much of a heel as anybody. Yeah, but in kind of a weird way. He's like a heel that's occasionally you go, well, that was funny or that was a good line or, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, he's a little a little more old school than the current model. 
which is a, a nice little uh, nice little yeah. twist to have in a character. We don't we don't get to see it that often. Yeah, I think uh, you know, as Matt Morgan says, there you just got to change his haircut, do something a little different. Yeah. But uh, now, to, to on Matt's defense, I think he's called Corbin a, a sort of a fat slob in the past. Yeah, and um, uh, but Corbin's actually lost a ton of weight. Like if you oh, saw yeah. him when he first got to NXT, he he was kind of chubby, um, yeah. but he looks fantastic now. I mean, he's he's worked hard to get in the shape that he's in, and he carries himself very well. He looks mm -hmm. like he belongs there now in terms of his stature. So I think, uh, yeah, I think he has a lot of potential. But I still think the ceiling is kind of low on him. I don't see him as top heel in the company. Um, you know, I think he's yeah. like I think he's a great secondary heel at best. Oh, that's a good spot for him. And, and guys, um, as we transition away from SmackDown, if you uh, want to submit some questions in the chat, we'll answer a few before we leave as well. Absolutely. Um, so Raw Bailey, the you know the other night on this very podcast mm -hmm. we're talking about predictions for Bailey versus Alexa at SummerSlam. How, how are they going to get Sasha into the mix here? Now I was mentioning, I was watching the, the classic Jean-Claude Van Damme film, uh, Bloodsport two weeks ago. And I was thinking about Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds, how in the movie, you know, uh, he gets beat down, injured. And then it's very much Frank Dukes, Jean-Claude Van Damme has to go in there and avenge his friend. And I was saying, I bet you with Bailey, they pull some sort of injury angle. Sasha Banks steps in, takes Bailey's spot and ends up winning the title at SummerSlam. Apparently it's not a work. Apparently Bailey yeah. might be legit injured and have to sit out SummerSlam. Right. Um, that bump looked off to me because like, it wasn't the typical swing and a miss on an elbow drop that you would see because Bailey just didn't like pop up. Mm -hmm. um, and if they already had the match laid out where Nia was going to go for the elbow drop and she came up empty because Bailey will look to be, you know, legitimately hurt. Um, so that was kind of like a rookie move on Nia's part to go ahead and continue the elbow drop because it was laid out. But um, it, it makes it makes me think the injury is is much more legit. It's not a work. Um, is it going to get Sasha into the title picture? Probably. Um, maybe even just to add it as a triple threat and do an official turn just to make, you know, take some actual work rate off of Bailey in the match. Um, so we'll see how they play it in the next couple of weeks. I think um, just looking at, at the post here and the different news that ha has been brought in, um, there was a lot of swelling on Monday after the show and they couldn't really do any um, diagnostic testing or anything like that. So they're going to give it a week and re-examine the, the injury and, and see exactly how, bad it is and what her timetable may be, but no conclusive information as of right now. Yeah. Crazy, man. It's crazy. What are they going to do? How's it going to work? I mean, the easiest thing would just to be input Sasha. Um, if they were going to do that, I wish they would have done a turn angle with Sasha and Bailey. Uh, it just seems like an easy fit because Sasha and Alexa seem to have some actual heat now we don't know how real it is but they they almost seem like they don't actually like each other all that much <laughs> um so could that make for a good match uh, a good little uh, pairing to see if uh, the, the shots might be a little stiffer in that match than they would otherwise so uh, it, it could be fun either way but uh, it'll be interesting to see 
which way they proceed. Yeah, man. They'll be here before we know it. Yep, and I know I wasn't on Monday, so what did you think of WWE sort of fueling the UFC and, and John Bones Jones rumors with Brock Lesnar and making it into a storyline? You know, I don't think that's even the reason um, why they put Brock leaving the WWE as a step in that fatal four-way, I think, and this, this is uh, the next thing you know, I like to talk about story-wise, I think it ties into what Meltzer said about all the cutbacks and the WWE's got to save some money to be profitable. So they're probably thinking, man, if Brock wants to ride out his current contract and not renew, we can save X million dollars um, for our fiscal year, be a bit more mm -hmm. profitable, in addition to cutting pyro, in addition to canceling our beloved talking smack, getting rid of the beloved Edge and Christian show. Uh, and not doing, Yeah, not doing the R-Truth game show, not spending money on purple uh, duct tape to do those purple ropes on the cruiserweights. I think Brock and 205 Live are going to be the next budget casualties for the WWE, a company that is profitable but just needs to be more profitable to meet their projections for investors. Well, well to that extent, though, Brock, is he not too big of a draw? to just cut ties with. I mean, he's one of your box office attractions right now, and, and I think will be probably for another five years as long as he stays in good shape. I think they've looked at the numbers, and they've said, you know what, maybe we can – we got Cena back. Cena's going to Raw, which is where Brock has been. Mm -hmm. Cena does enough of a boost. SmackDown live shows will keep playing secondary markets or the smaller markets where they can draw yep. in more people. Um, I think they did the math, and I think that the math says – they still come out ahead with that without Brock. That could very well be possible. Um, but Heyman also said he was gone too. Uh, so that would, Good, that that's would another be a million bucks saved. Well, touche, uh, but a very creative mind that I wish they would put on the creative team yeah. um, to, he, to do something with. He but, doesn't have any input. He just shows up and oh yeah, I know. But, goes out there. Get rid of Brock and Heyman and bring me back talking smack and edge and Christian. That's what I say. Yeah, because Edge and Christian had already taped some uh, of season two, right? Yeah. Our truth mm. game show, man. There was a pilot. It'll never oh, wow. see the light of day. Not going That's forward. Crazy. Bring back Swerved. Yep. But uh, I guess just talking about the timing of the whole Brock Lesnar thing, there, what is this, like a six-month holdout for the testing pool for USADA. So if you, if you go by the current timeline – like people are saying, well, you, they can do some sort of stipulation to where they can still have a fight in 2017. By all understanding on, on my account, I don't think that's possible. Uh, I think you get Brock another appearance at the Royal Rumble and his contract runs through Mania. So that's, that's two big events that he probably will be at. I'm not sure how many dates he has left, but that, that's two big events that you probably need him on the card in some instance mm -hmm. um it's just I, I don't think he can it'll be interesting to see how they let him train for his ufc match and what his dates are going to be and how much physicality he actually does when he's in the ring yeah um you know because the, obviously ufc wants to protect him for their match um and, and wwe still wants him for the ratings and and the box office trial so mm -hmm. I don't foresee the match with John Jones happening until mm, probably early summer, mid-summer of uh, 2018. I think if the timeline's going, I think it's like 10 or 11 months that he has to to wait if you go by what's laid out uh, with the USADA and whatnot. Yeah. 
I don't think Brock would mind having a little time off. Oh, I'm sure he would. Spend time on I the I mean, there's, there's, there's fields to mow. There's deer to shoot. Um, you know, that kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, shoot. He just goes out there with his bare hands. <laughs> that's true. Uh, and he can probably run them down. That's the, that's the sad part. Yeah. Um, cool, man. So what else do we got before we uh, take it home here? Let's see. Let's see. Any good questions in the chat here? Do, 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 do. Um, update. I'm contemplating watching the terrible Shawn Michaels movie. With oh, why? Don't, don't do this to yourself, Glenn. We talked about it the other night, and I was like, I'm not going to watch it. And the guy's like, you're going to watch it. And then after like a minute of ribbing, I was like, well, now I feel like I kind of have to watch it. Mm. It looks That's really true. awful. It looks right. And, just, and oh, again, this is, this is coming from a guy that watched uh, six Police Academy movies this past weekend. And five Marine movies. <sighs> One, three, and four. <laughs> One and three. Uh-huh. Are so One is just is like a MacGruber-esque parody at this point. Three is a solid little B, you know, late night cable action. Mm -hmm. movie, I think four is okay. Five, uh, I didn't want to spoil it when it came out, but Maurice is in it for a scene and she dies. Oh, like, no. Yeah, uh, but if you want to see Bo Dallas act his ass off, watch the Marine Five. I think we were supposed to preface, preface that with spoiler, spoiler alert. Spoiler, yeah. Um, but anyways, a good question here from Jacko Bean 14 in the chat. Uh, John Cena versus Baron Corbin for the Money in the Bank contract at SummerSlam. Cena wins the contract off Corbin and cash it in, cashes it in as a free agent for the winner of the Universal title. That's thoughtful. I don't see it. No? Maybe. That, I mean, that's a very complicated... I mean, I grant it's WWE. Things don't have to make sense or be linear. But, um, yeah. I, you know, it would be funny... We, uh, Raj and Matt would love this if, like, we predicted that, that Samoa Joe is going over and winning Ooh. in SummerSlam. Samoa Joe <laughs> wins the four-way. Cena cashes it in, and oh boy, Samoa Joe and Vince McMahon just just laughs at our tears. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, let's see. Do, 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 do. There was one more good one. Do you think they would let um, both uh, briefcases be cashed in on the same pay-per-view? That seems like really 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 a waste oh yeah absolutely. i think carmella cashes in because it's the first women's money in the bank it's SummerSlam. you're gonna get a lot of laps fans that are watching that carmella cashing in will do more to peak interest and get some buzz going than corbin corbin's cash in is not going to be um, uh, I, I do. I, I do not think that will be a big moment. I think it. I mean, it'll be a, a minor moment. It'll be like a good <clears throat> weekly storytelling moment. Look, when Dean uh, won and cashed in the same night, that was great. That was yeah. like, oh my god, you know, Carmella, the first woman. That'll be huge. Mm -hmm. Corbin, I think it'll just be if he doesn't do it at Mania or Survivor Series. I think it'll be, or or at the Rumble. I think it'll be just kind of par for the course. Kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, did you by chance catch the latest uh, Bring It to the Table this week? Uh, I did not watch it this week. Okay. It, it might be worth might be worth a watch because this show just gets more smarky as we go. And and they they think it's cool to pick on us wrestling fans, and it's just not nice. Uh, but but what I did like about this show is they parodied themselves with JBL because they said the word structure during the Punjabi prison match 64 times. Wow. And they brought up, is there any language that's given to you 
on a script or a memo that you can and cannot use. And then Graves are like, we're our own men. We're, we're, we don't have any scripts. And, you know, and then they proceed to roll the videotape of 64 structure mentions <laughs> inside the Punjabi prison and JBO got heated, which I thought was, was pretty great. So it, it's a fun show for guys like me because I like seeing that they try to come on the, you know, the, the inside of the wrestling fan um, spectrum, right? That they try to pick on us and, and they kind of put it in our face to say, oh, you know, you, we're giving you what we're giving you, whether you like it or not. So yeah. it's it's an interesting show. I like the concept. It kind of feels like Pardon the Interruption or or Around the Horn or something like that on ESPN. So I like the concept, just it, it kind of insults me as, as a wrestling fan. So well, We're used to that as wrestling fans, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and we're used to being insulted as wrestling fans, not by other people, but by professional wrestling itself. You know, right. Yeah. Uh, when Vincent K. McMahon. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, last bit of news. Uh, James Ellsworth, his, he'll be cleared next week. Suspension over. Think he's coming back to SmackDown Tuesday? Um, only, like, I don't think we'll see him until SummerSlam. I think he gets involved in the cash-in <laughs> somehow. Save it for SummerSlam, man. You don't waste the Ellsworth return on a SmackDown And, and that, hey, that was actually a question I'll bring it to the table. Save it for the pay-per-view, talking about Nakamura and Cena. Uh, are we giving away too much on free TV these days? Because, look, that was one of our gripes. We've talked about it on this very podcast and, and every Monday and Wednesday. So they, they brought out that viewpoint, and people were basically like, you know, our cable bills aren't free, so why not do it? But um, And it seems that we have lost Glenn all of a sudden. So I'll wait for a moment to see if he returns, but send in a couple more questions if you'd like. Let's see. No, oh, I'm back. There we go. There's the man right there. Found him. But I think that wraps it up just about for this week, guys. So, uh, Glenn, where can they find you on the old interwebs? I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Chris is at Knockdown underscore radio. Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, I guess uh, Monday we will be back, or Raj, Glenn, and Matt will be back for the Raw podcast. And you'll see us again next Wednesday at 12 p.m. Glenn, anything yeah. else before we head off? No, I think that's about it. I got to, you know, go and enjoy some high culture. You know. High culture, huh? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Cool. Well, thanks for everyone for tuning in. Until next time, folks, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. On behalf of myself, Mr. Chris Calicut, we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.